Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Good evening, great pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. So, tonight we have an interesting topic about expectations. And I figure you guys are expecting me to start talking about it right away, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to fulfill your expectations on it. I'm going to make you wait. I'm going to make you wait so your expectations aren't fulfilled. So before we get going, I want to just let you guys know about a few things in the creation works. So uh, for those of you who do or don't know, um, I have a few products that I have available um, that will be up in my uh, shop on my website probably by the end of November. Um, one of them is a uh, 21 Days of Twelve Magicism. It's a I really love this series. I've created it twice, and it always gets created in ways with different people. I know that I will in the future, um, 2019, have another version of that. Um, and it's really like 21 days online um, every day for about half an hour to an hour of different um, different things, tips, tools, and exercises that we do to harness our sexual energy to create in our lives, which is so fun to me. So I do have that sort of fun stuff going on. I also uh, just something kind of crazy fun and cool. It's a pretty exclusive offer in a way in that um, I only can offer this to about 20 more people. Um, that I have going on in Ontario in April, from April 5th to 8th. And if you are a practitioner or coach of any kind and would like to hang out and receive trades, talk to other people from different modalities, receive different modalities, it's a weekend of trades, conversation, uh, you know, creation, possible collaboration, lots of C words going on, all going on in Ontario, Canada, Prince Edward County, which is a lovely area um, it's actually known as our little wine areas in Ontario. So it's uh, it's going to be a pretty sweet little gathering and I to have people joining that. So if that's something you're interested in, I don't have like advertising paper websites for this. This is kind of like a, if you've heard about it, it intrigues you, it jumps into your in a way that makes you go, I'd really like to be a part of that. Just private message me through my website. Um, you just send me an email on there and I will respond to you with information about pricing and options and what uh, what kind of possibilities there are for arriving there from anywhere in the world. Um, we do have people coming in from all across North America and possibly Europe. So could be a lot of fun. And again, it's going to be a small, it is a smaller venue. So um, it's going to be pretty fantastic and awesome. And I would love to have you there if it warms your heart. So, what else? Uh, expectations. Expectations. So, this week has been an interesting, as I picked this topic last week, this week has had an interesting conversation in my mind about expectations. Every day, things are kind of jumping and popping into my awareness about how we use expectations uh, as a time bomb to kill things in our lives. So, I called this expectations the killers of intimacy. It's not just the killers of intimacy, but oh my, expectations are the killers of everything, essentially. So we will talk about that. Tonight, we're going to talk about it in a way that's more connected to relationships, but I'm sure if you get creative, you can actually see how this expectations can be related to um, every area of your life, like expectations about money or expectations about business or health, um, or we can have expectations, we can have other things, we can create deal and delivers in our own minds, We can, which is where you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. 
If this is the first time you're listening to The Pleasure Zone, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, which is fantastic, or Spreaker or Spotify or one of the many other um, streaming connections we've got going on and podcast connections we have going on Spire Choices Network. If you're listening from one of those and you're looking for more information on Deal and Deliver, I do have a show. If you go on to Inspire Choices and Network and you actually um, you keyword search the Deal and Deliver show, I don't remember what year I did it. Um, I've been on for over four years now with over 200 episodes. It sometimes blows me away that I even remember which topics I've done, but for the most part, I do. So, you can check that out, and I will tap into that a little bit tonight, too, just in discussions about deal and deliver. So we'll look at that, too. So so expectations in general, and believe it or not, of all the things I didn't do, I went on this, like, a bit of a, uh, it's, it's kind of like a automatic writing stream of thought, uh, and it didn't look up the actual meaning of expectations, but I will do that um, when we go to our first break. So uh, I was really tapping into like what is the energy of expectation? What does it do for us? What doesn't it do for us? Um, and you know, for the most part, what I'm aware of is every single one of us have expectations, some degree or another. Some of them are real obvious, right? Some of them are super obvious. Like my my dad uh, has a lot of expectations, and he talks about them all the time. He talks about them in a way that also places a lot of guilt tripping on because of his expectations um he had a great one when i was little and this is this is so not a sexy topic but it's going to be it's going to give you a clear example of of the idea of expectations oh thank you christine so my producer and friend uh christine mckiver she's also the ceo of inspired choices network just went and found the um the etymology for expectation for me so thank you it's from the middle french um it's from the also from Latin expectationem or expectationem, however you want to pronounce that, uh, for anticipation uh, and waiting. It's a noun of action for a past participle. Isn't that exciting? A wait, look out for, to look out for. So it's something like a more like in a way when you're looking out for something, it's kind of like a warning, 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 warning bells. Are your warning bells going off when you have expectations? Now, there's a question. Maybe your warning bells are going off when you have expectations. You could have an awareness, and your awareness actually throws it into um, an expectation as a self-preservation act. So are expectations actually a self-preservation act? Now, there's a, a question I didn't ask in my... Um, in my write-up today, so I'm just going to write that down so I have that. Are your expectations a... Blah, 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 a I said something smart there, and then I missed it, so I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> I will go back and listen. So it's uh, it's kind of an interesting thing talking about expectations because it's knowing that essentially we all have them. Um, we also have, you know... You know, there's it's like a fine line between trusting something and expecting something. If you trust in something somewhere, you you have a knowing um, that A, B, or C will show up. I have a trusting and a knowing that my lover husband chooses to be um, not listen to me like ninety percent of the time. It's like it's his, and I trust and I know that now. If I trust and I know that that's who he is and how he operates, then I I find that I don't get disappointed. But I have the expectation that in a good relationship, he's going to listen to me or care to listen to me talking all the time. Thus, I have a radio show to get out some talking during the day so that he doesn't have to listen to it so that I can have a better relationship. So I, I find that uh, if I had the expectation... I would get frustrated, annoyed, blaming. I'd put a lot of uh, projections onto him. You're just like my father. You're just like my father. You're just like my mother. You're just like... And I'd start to get a little Bronx-ish. Like my accent would go to Bronx for sure. And I'd start blaming him for everything because he doesn't listen. And there he is like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And he's not. He's him. But if I can open that up... And if I don't, if I trust that I know who and how he operates, um, 
and that he can change if he chooses it. That's the other thing. I know who he is right now. And in 10 seconds, he can change. Is he choosing it? And then we just check. Nope, he's cool. That's just who he is for now. And he can change it if he likes. So when I know who he is and that I can pick up on who he is and how he's operating, I don't have the expectation of listen to me because that's what a good husband would do. That's what a good partner would do. And that's what would make this relationship really good. And that would prove that I know what I'm talking about when I talk about pleasure and relationships because we have the ideal perfect relationship on paper. And that says that you do A, B, C, and D for me, damn it. And you don't. That's just not who you are. But do you have A, B, C, and D that actually work for me? And you do, which is really cool. So as much as people can tell you what makes for a good relationship, it's a really um, cool thing to actually figure out what makes a good relationship for you. If you eliminated everybody else's ideas about what a good relationship is, if you eliminated every ecologist's write up about good relationships, every relationship coach's idea of good relationship, if you eliminate all of that, what makes a good relationship for you? Because you are the only one that matters about what is a good relationship for you. Somebody could tell you that you should have somebody who listens to you, wants to spend time with you. No, maybe Maybe that actually doesn't work for you. And maybe you're somebody who's getting that and it's frustrating you, but you would actually like space or space away from people, time away, right? What actually works for you? And I challenge you to write that down so that you know what you're putting out there, right? So when when you have kind of a clear idea of what is a good relationship, what works for you in a relationship, you'll know then too, you'll have this awareness of these things work for me. These are my deal makers. If, if my lover can, is, or can be, mostly is because it's not to have the expectation they will change into Prince Charming for you overnight. Cause if I love him enough, he's going to do whatever I like. No, he's not. If you love him enough, he's still going to be him and he'll change when he feels like it, if he feels like it, if he ever like it. So, If you love him enough, you love him enough. And he's still who he is. So just know who he is. Trust that you know who he is. And is bad breaker for you? Is any of his behavior a deal breaker for you? And get really, really real with that. So I was writing tonight. I was realizing that um, I had this, my daughter's amazing. And she always gives me like samples of a simplified version of how these things work in relationship when sex is involved. Because when sex gets involved, a whole other um, series of things start to come up. Hormones that actually go through our body because of sex, reactions, hormones that are going through our bodies that are giving us different signals. So it's it becomes a little more complex, or we believe it's more complex, but we can really, really simplify it. So... One of the things that I noticed today um, is that I was hanging out with my daughter and we were moving, we were planning on moving everything out of her room. And so I'd started moving some stuff and I'm pretty creative at moving furniture on my own without scratching the floor and have methods and I can like, I can hold dressers and stuff around my house. I don't have stairs, so I get creative about these things. And I was moving something and my daughter was watching me and she mimicked me. She imitated me because what that's how we learn, right? We kind of do what the other people do, but she didn't use my method completely. So she scratched the floor and my reaction was, oh, fuck, this floor is scratched. That's going to, oh, I just like got, I, I got this like intense, like pissiness going on which was actually really like an extreme reaction to the scratch. It's really not a big deal. And I just looked at it and I went, what is like, what is this reaction going on? Like, what is it? Like, I actually stopped in my body and I got really present. And I was like, what the hell is this? What am I actually reacting to? So I just said to her, look, I need a few minutes. I need some space because I'm apparently really mad. Like, I just need some space. I need to think. So about, Within about two minutes, I kind of could like breathe and think and I could actually get to to, um, a bit of a place where I could go, what's truly important for me here? 
is the floor more important than my daughter feeling like she's in a relationship with her mother, that her mother cares about her, that her mother's going to work with her on solving this issue? You know, does she feel loved? Does she feel nurtured? Does she feel respected? Does she feel kindness? Or is this getting out of freaking control where I'm making a floor more important than her? So within about two minutes, I kind of got that, holy shit, I was actually making a fucking floor more important than my daughter, and that is a total load of crap. I would never, ever um, have a desire to make her think that she's less important than a floor. So in my life, I know that many times I've always felt that I was less important than so many things, and it gives you a really warped sense of self and self-esteem. And then you start to just want to be important to somebody or something because people in your life have basically told you that the floor is more important than you, the car is more important than you, the food, the dishes, the, everything else is more important than you. And guess what? That's a load of shit. So today, she's amazing. She's amazing in that she gave me that example and I actually took the time to actually being a spaz freak. Because um, I, I felt it. I felt the spaz rising. It's like the spaz comes in and just loses and goes ballistic. And I'm becoming more diligently aware and conscious of when this takes over and what's actually more, what is more important to me, the people in my life or the shit, the shit I've created, whether it's a scratched floor, um, dirty dishes, laundry. Like what's more important, the people or the things or the expectations I have of them? And the people by far are more important to me. So for me, when I know that my people are more important than the stuff, I can chill the heck out. I have expectations of them. I can be present with them. I can love them. They can love me. And the coolest thing about that, that situation with the scratch on the floor, is I took the space to have my own back, to have my daughter's back, to go, I'm not going to spaz out on you. I need space, and I'm going to go think about this. Well, like, why am I reacting? I actually gave myself a timeout. I closed the door. I opened the window. I sat on the bed, and I stared out the window, and I was like, what is this? I'm having a timeout. And it's really cool to give yourself a timeout when you are going into spaz mode. Give yourself a timeout and just go, what is this? What is this really? And so when I got what it was and I opened the door, my daughter had gone around the house looking for solutions and she came up with something and she showed it to me and I'm like okay I don't know if that's going to work or not but let's try it on a little spot and if it works if it doesn't work we'll figure something else out so she was like okay mommy and I'm really sorry I just wanted to help you I said I get that I know you just wanted to help me and this is not important you're important and thank you for finding finding this. You did a great job. You found a solution. Let's see if it works. And it did work. And it was awesome. And she actually fixed everywhere. I said, like, you know what? If you you have things where you break stuff or you scratch stuff or things get, just admit it. Tell me. This is messed up. Let's find a solution to fix that. And sometimes you might find solutions to fix it without me. And sometimes you might need to get creative and I might need to help you. But guess what? You're going to be able to find a lot of solutions like you just did, like she just did. So so it was very cool that when I had my own back, dropped my expectations, realized what was more important to me was her than the floor, oh my God, I could just breathe. And I've been getting all this weird energy in my heart and lungs for like the last 48 hours maybe. And there's been these, it's been like fluctuations, kind of like a harmonica. It's like going... Uh, sorry, Harmon Serbian, which is actually, uh, I, uh, what the hell is it in England? It's, it's like, it's like a piano that you hold <laughs> up to your chest. What is that? An accordion. It's an accordion. Sometimes I can only think in one language, but in Serbian, not an accordion. Serbian is a harmonica. So there we go. Now you guys know how to say accordion Serbian. So, <laughs> So it felt like that. It felt like an accordion squish kind of grip going on. And it would open and close and open and close. And it's really interesting that as I'm talking to you guys about this, it's like those energies of expectation have been weighing so freaking heavy. They're actually starting to lift, which is pretty awesome. So pretty cool. My body's so aware. And there's expectations I have of people about behavior. And I'd heard some pretty horrific stories this week about some stuff. And 
I guess that I actually have an expectation to be kind. That's a pretty, that's a pretty hardcore expectation because a lot of the planet and a lot of the people just aren't. And that's just a reality. Like, wow, do I have an expectation that people will be kind, courteous, um, will have, you know, manners, will have, um, a desire to contribute. I, I have a bizarre expectation of myself of that, and I have a bizarre expectation of others of that. So if I didn't have that, if I didn't have that super high expectation of myself or others to be kind, I could actually see who they are. I could actually see it coming more. So it's something I'm going to play with this week, and I'm just bringing that up for you guys too, because you might have an expectation that people will be kind or courteous, um, have you know a desire to actually cope with the planet and with each other, contribute to each other, um, and, and just be a more space of love with each other. Uh, space of Love is an amazing title of actually a, a book um, from a series called Anastasia: The Ringing Cedars of Russia. It's um, it's an eight-volume series, which is phenomenal. You can only buy it online, so I highly recommend it. Again, it's called like the Anastasia, Anastasia, the Ringing Theaters of Russia, and one of the volumes is Space of Love. Um, just if you want more space of love in your life, it's a fantastic series to read. It has a totally different um, awareness of reality and what's what's actually. And it's so it's such a wild series. Anyway, I recommend it to everybody who's actually interested in a in what is actually possible on this planet, tangibly possible, if we just open our eyes and stop sleeping. So, so fun times. I'm actually way over my break time. I got so excited to tell you guys um, how I stopped being a spaz attack today and actually had awareness about expectations. So, so we're actually going to head to a commercial break. I want to remind you guys that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, wherever you're listening to this from. Um, you can always find a bunch of podcasts, over 200 in the archives on Inspired Choices Network. In the meantime, I just wanted to let you guys know that we will be right back after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melissa Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about killer expectations, how expectations can be killers of intimacy and so many other things. 
Before we went to break, I mentioned a little story about my daughter and having expectations. And this is just a fine example of how when we have when we have an expectation of somebody, whatever that is, for them to behave a certain way, to have take certain action, to um, say, well, in a relationship, in a good relationship, this person would either call me or want to be with me or whatever. When we have that expectation in place, we're actually not really looking at the person who they are in that moment. For one, we're not seeing that if they were... A, if they were good, they would be blah, blah, blah. So we're actually creating a comparison to somebody or something or a fantasy about a fantasy future, right? So are you actually creating an expectation based on fantasy idea? Are you basing it on a past that you might have had or might have dreamt of in the past? Um, You know, sometimes we can go back as far as past lives where we're like, well, I did have great relationships, but it was 500 lifetimes ago, and that's when people listened to me, and they liked me, and they brought me fruit and rubbed my feet, and life was great. And so what we do is we start to create separation through expectations. We start, our expectations are so much of them based on past experiences or lack of past experiences. They're based on other people. They're based on watching what others do. They're really not based on presence. So when you have an expectation, you're not really being present. You're actually separating whatever's going on from you. You're actually separating what is going on with that person from you as well. So let me try and explain that a little bit. That might be a little bit of a mind bender. So if you have, for example, if I have an expectation that um, we'll use my husband for the example. If I have an expectation that my husband will do the dishes um, or that he'll desire... Um, my husband is, for one, for those who know or haven't listened to the show before, uh, he's very much somebody who likes to spend time on his own. He loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. Um, and he will always find a way to space and time for himself. He's very good at honoring himself and honoring his body. And the only time that I get annoyed with that is when I'm actually not honoring time in my body. So cute, isn't it? So if I'm with him, that he's like, holy crap, you're spending all the time, you know, hiding away from me. Um, first, I got to wonder, like, am I doing something that's actually uh, creating that? Because that's where I go. I go to judgment. I go to self-judgment and criticism, number one. Am I making him want to run away from me? Am I being repulsive around? So that's often what will come up, and that's just the truth of it. And then the other one is that it's like, oh, I wonder if he's honoring himself. Well, you know, 90% of the time he's honoring himself. And then I have to ask the question, would I like to be with somebody who honors himself? Hell yeah, I would. That's an amazing thing to have in a relationship, to be in a relationship with somebody who honors himself. Now, does that honor me? You know, and that's not really the question. He doesn't have to honor me. I have to honor me. So if I require something, can't be or do that for me? Say, for example, I require a foot rub and maybe he can't gift me a foot rub because that's not his thing. Could I go somewhere else and get a foot rub? Yes, I could. It's just the way it is. One person does not have to fulfill everything for you. So if you have the expectation that your partner, lover, uh, husband, wife, whatever, is going to fulfill a number of requirements for you, and they just can't. It's just not in the realm or scope of possibilities in this moment. Are you willing to be with the person not the expectation of who they could be or what you would like from them. Are you willing to be with the person that you're with? So if, for example, you're not, if you're like, no, I require this, this, and this, ask yourself, truly, do you require it? Is it a fantasy? Is it an ex- you know, is this expectation a fantasy? Is it from the past? Is it from, you know, comparing relationships that you've had? true and real for you is it a deal breaker now 
if you're already getting that this is from the past, this is from somewhere else, guess what? This is not about your part in this 10 seconds. You are actually time traveling to the past and you're, you picked up all of your baggage and you brought it to the future and you dumped it in your partner's face and you just asked them to deal with it. So if you're dragging all of your baggage from your past into your present and your room in your life is feeling kind of cluttered and you're having a hard time breathing, guess what? It's probably because you brought a lot of baggage from the past. So you're not the only one doing it, by the way. Your partner's doing the same thing. Because guess what? We have a tendency to bring people into our lives and pull off the same stuff we do. We're really awesome that way. So, so for example, I also like to have a lot of my own space too. I work from... My daughter goes to work. Uh, work. That's hilarious because we joke about her job. Her job is school. So my daughter goes to uh, work slash school, and my husband to work slash school too. And I'm home uh, doing work slash school at home. So I get a lot of time to myself, and I chair. And so even if I only get like an hour to myself where I'm not talking to clients or uh, doing something business related, if I get like that hour to myself a day, I am a happy, happy person. And if I don't get it, I am a very crabby, crabby person. So if you're in a relationship with somebody who fires space and their life is completely full, 27 of 24 hours a day, and all they really require is one hour of space, and if they're not getting it and all their time is getting crunched, they're going to get frustrated, annoyed. There's just things that are going to come up and they just might not feel like talking like that's just something that might occur right so don't take it personal there's something that they require now are they honoring themselves is a great question you can just check are they honoring themselves yes they are if they're honoring themselves can you be happy for them that they're honoring themselves now what can you do that would honor you it's not about you and them it's what can you do to honor you yeah, so what can you do to honor you and whatever that is choose it and Again, it's not about what can I do with somebody. What can I do to honor me? Right. So then the beautiful thing is, is when you start to honor yourself, you become like a magnet of attraction to other people. People just want to be around you when you are honoring you because it's an unusual thing to see on the planet. It's kind of a foreign thing. It's like this. It's like stardust from space and it just lands and it's magical and sparkly and it's like, ooh, that person honors them. That's a totally different vibe. That's a totally different energy. I dig that energy. It's attractive. Uh, it's really funny because I've had a few people writing to me lately um, saying, I really want a session with you. I'm like, okay, I just want to remind you that your friend so-and-so um, does the same work I do and I'm willing to work on you and receive you. Um I just don't want to cross lines and barriers that if this creates any issues between you and your friends or something like that. And these people are really cool. They're honoring themselves and they're like, no, I'm choosing because that works for me. And I'm like, awesome. I'm choosing you. If that works for you, I'm in. And it's really cool because the more I've been actually honoring me, I'm getting people showing up are like, I don't care that I'm best friends with so-and-so. I'm choosing you. I'm like, wow, thank you. That's cool. So I just had that this afternoon, which was very cool. And uh, so it, it, you do become like a magnet the more that you honor you and the more that you have, like, choose to be, choose to just take a moment instead of going into spasm mode, take a moment, take a breath. What What are these expectations really about? So one of the things is when it is about people, are the expectations more important than the people? Always ask that because you know what? That'll drop drop most of the crap really fast. Like, you know, is the scratch on the floor my expectation of my daughter waiting for me, which resulted in a scratch on the floor? Are my expectations more important than her? Hell no. And that is a fast answer. If you don't get that fast, darlings, I would really consider some coaching, some clearings, some body work, some energy work so that you can get down to the reality of what's true and real and what you actually get what your priorities are. Because if you don't know what your priorities are, you're going to get confused. So what are your priorities? My priorities 
are my happiness and the people around me having joy, ease, and happiness as well. And I like joy and ease for myself too. And if I follow that energy, what creates joy and ease would, and I actually looked back at it and I was like, you know, there's, there's this game, what would Jesus do? Well, my question sometimes is, is really funny because I look at where I actually can acknowledge that, wow, I created something totally different than what my parents would have created here. So my mom would have just been to uh, hiding in silence, which was always like a rejection for us. And it could be days. It could be days of silence. Um, and I can do it for about two minutes. I just need to collect my thoughts so I turn into my father. My father would just have a spaz attack. Things would go flying. Words would go flying. Um, you know, things, people would get hit. It would be insanity. So um, he's very reactive as a person. So I was like, oh, if I had been my dad in this situation and I got super highly reactive, I'd still be probably blaming her and yelling at her. And 35 years later, I'd still be looking back on it, reminding her about the day she did that, because that's my dad's kind of talent. Or you have space with it in what's more important, the person or the crap. And if the person's not important to you, then your priorities are different than mine. And that doesn't make you wrong. But maybe having relationships won't be as easy if the people aren't important to you. So, you know, what are your priorities? When you have expectations, really look at what your priorities are because they might feel skewed. So I wrote a lot, actually, as I was having this like stream of consciousness going on. And I will have this up in a... Um, I will have my stream of consciousness up as an article in Inspired Choices Network's uh, articles. Uh, I'm just going to need to edit it a little bit because it's kind of both long and a bit cray-cray in that I don't think I have punctuation in any sense. It's just like running along and running along. So, so I did make some notes, which were kind of cute, and I will actually go... Um, through them, but I, I am also aware that I'm coming up to a break. So some things to remind you about. Remember, step back. Take a breath. Ask yourself, what's more important here? Or the problems? Because if the problems are more important and they have more validity to you than the people, then maybe you're walking away from the people. Maybe they're just not going to work for you in your life is what they've done a deal breaker. I don't have a lot of deal breakers, I really don't. So there isn't a lot that would have me walk away from somebody, um, whether it's friendships or relationships or even family. It takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to walk away from even family. Um, uh, that's a story for another day because I've done it. But it takes like physical abuse or somebody actually instigating physical abuse on me that would have me walk away from that. And yeah, so that happened. So what are your deal breakers? Know what they are. Write them down. What are your expectations? Now there's a whole other level of fun. I actually dare you because the more you become aware of what your expectations are, they won't sneak up on you. So our expectations sometimes creep up on us. And then they just in your face and you get crabbed. So what are your expectations? And as you start to them, well, you know what? You can actually start to write them right now. So because we're going to do a commercial break. So I want to remind you that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And as we go to this commercial break, I challenge you to start writing down your expectations. And we will be right back after the commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer, Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about expectations, the killers of intimacy. And intimacy as in the way that we actually can be genuinely ourselves. with So one of the things that also kind of arises for me about um, the whole idea of expectations is that, you know, when when we create expectations, whose point of view are they? Whose point of view have we bought? When we look at things from a cultural perspective, sometimes um, there is an expectation in, say, for example, um, certain cultures have expectations that their uh, offspring will grow up to be doctors and lawyers or actors or whatever, right? There's there's sort of, sort of these cultural expectations. Um, and so when we create these, we're, these expectations are based on comparison. They're all based on now, if you fulfill your expectation, I can brag about you because you're number one. There's there's a result that we're looking for. With expectations, we're always looking for a certain result that fills our ego. Now, if you don't need to fulfill your ego, you wouldn't have any expectations about somebody. You'd have awarenesses of what works for you and what doesn't. That's completely different. That's where your deal and in, in deal makers and deal breakers come in. So... What are your deal makers? What are your deal breakers? If somebody, um, you know, if you have a deal in your relationship where if somebody calls you, then that works for you. And my mom's been in many relationships where when she got phone calls like two, three times a day, that was a deal breaker for her. Deal makers and deal breakers are different for everybody. So you really need to know what works for you. And if you are just trying to fulfill your ego by having your expectations met, just know that that's where you're at. You're, you're interested in having your ego fulfilled. That's neither right nor wrong. It's just where you're at. If you don't have to fulfill your ego, though, could you have a lot more fun in your relationship? If you're, if everything that you're expecting is actually not even yours, but you're trying to impress people by being able to say, I could, so say if I was trying to impress people, I, I could go, wow, my husband chose to get hearing aids. We actually have some in the house, but they're not suited for him yet. <laughs> so my husband's the coolest. He got hearing aids so he could listen to me. Not really, not necessarily. He still might turn them off and choose not to listen. But if I require bragging about it to say that my husband is the best husband in the world so that I fulfill my ego so that, you know, I feel chuffed and proud and I can walk around saying how great my life is. I mean, media is an amazing example of people fluffing their egos. Uh, yeah, we don't need fluffers anymore for porn. Get on social media, get your ego stroked. You're walking and rocking good. You know, fluffers, your job, you're all fired. So... If you don't need your ego fluffed and stroked, um, then you might have zero expectations. You might have a lot more peace in your heart, in your life. And, and I'm aware of how many expectations we all have and how actually that's not creating a lot of peace in people's hearts and in their lives. It's actually creating a lot of 
sadness and disjointedness and disconnection. Um, and when we we create that, we create those expectations to this ego, we're separating from our true nature, our true selves, the infinite being truly be, the energy souls we truly be. We're actually separating from that and we're just buying into and feeding the ego, which is going, we really, we really need to be acknowledged because we don't feel acknowledged and acknowledge you first, that actually will start to fulfill your ego. We all have ego, so it's not that you ignore it, it's that it doesn't need to rule your life. It's kind of like having a, you know, a rabid dog ruling your life. I'm not interested in having a rabid, out-of-control dog rule my life. Uh, I'm going to be the alpha dog to my rabid, you know, out-of-control dog and get it to behave. That's I'll acknowledge it and go, wow, that's out of control, rabid dog. Hi, I see you. I get what you're trying to create. And can we do this different? Because, wow, it was so cute. And we will forever try and get that boosted and, you know, make ourselves feel so much more than, which is ridiculous because in doing that, you're actually saying that you're less than to have to create yourself as more than when actually you are everything and you are infinite. So how could you ever be less than? Such a mind screw. So you are not actually less than, so you don't have to fulfill your ego if you don't want to. You can be the alpha dog to your rabbit out of control ego and just go stop it, like I was saying that I was doing today. Now, I'm not always that um, conscious, you say, but I was today, so it was a great example. Um, And now I got some tools. I just kind of gave myself some tools. And today's tools, and I think unconscious been playing these tools, but I really ask this out loud, like, what is more important, my daughter or this stuff? And I know unconsciously I've been asking that, but as I say it loud, I get how fast you can get a, an information. And for example, if my husband, what's more important, him listening to me or him? And he's far more important to me than him listening to me, because on so many levels he does. It might not be... Uh, verbal or auditory, but he's hearing my energy. He's hearing my body language. You know, whether I'm here or I'm somewhere else, he's still hearing my energy all the time. He can't escape me because I'm everywhere, and so is he, and that's the nature of being infinite. You can't, you guys escape me either. I hear you. I see you, and I acknowledge you, all of you, and if you get that you, if you just acknowledge, hi, I'm an infinite, I'm here, what am I here to create? Am I here to create crap? Am I here to place expectations on people that aren't even found in anything I actually truly desire? It's just stuff that I bought from somebody's really bad garage sale that I thought was a great deal. So I was like, hey, I love your garage sale garbage can. I think full of some really great garbage. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to put it in my life. In fact, I'm going to sit on it for a really long time. I'm going to use it in my life. And then I'm going to tell everybody that this garbage can that I was far more valuable than it was when I bought it. Because look at the value. The value added creating better relationships for me. No, it's not. It's actually creating crap for you. It's sitting there taking up space that you be. And it's actually not an investment in life. So buying other people's points of view about what a perfectly good relationship should look like. Because all the articles say so. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. What's true for you and who is more important to you and what's more important to you? And if you're truly having your back, if you're truly having your back, I did write a little bit about that, was truly are having your back, you will take the time to be kind to you. You'll take the time to not have to go to spaz mode. You'll take the time to check out what is truly important for you and then follow through on that. So if the floor was more important to my daughter than my daughter... (laughs) Maybe it is more important to her than it was to me. That's interesting. So, hmm, I just didn't think about that. So, if um, if she, if I didn't see her, my daughter is more important than the floor. You know, if I saw the floor is more important than her, I probably would still be feeling um, pretty upset, pretty tied in, uh, looking for excuses talking about how much awful daughter I have, which is not even true, then then she would have to be that. She'd have to be off because that's all I'm saying about her. And whether she hears it or just perceives the energy of it, it doesn't matter 
you can thinking that and people get it. And if you don't know that, there is science out there that proves it. Just look at Dr. Emoto's on water crystals if you don't know about that. Proves that our thoughts, you know, even our words that we write or we say or that we're being, the energies that we're being affect every molecule. We are molecules. We are actually, we are more than that. We're, you know, light wave particles. But vibrations of thought affect those light wave particles. And if you're putting those thoughts out there to shift those light wave particles, are you going to try and create disharmony in that person or harmony in person? Disharmony or harmony? What will create greater for you? What creates greater joy for me is when I see my daughter happy and excited. She found a solution and it worked really well. And we could take a deep breath and we could have fun together and work together and create together and change something that she really wanted to change. And I've been mad all day. She wouldn't have wanted to work with me because I'd be acting like an ass uh, with full of expectations and judgment and projecting at her. And who wants to sit in a room of having projections of, of you could have, you should, why don't you placed on you? I don't know anybody personally, unless you're really into S in a different kind of way, that likes to have these expectations placed on them. So ask about that too. Do you like having expectations on you? Hmm. You might like to put them on others, but do you like to have them on you? And it's way more fun having our expectations fulfilled than actually, you know, fulfilling them for others. Because <laughs> we're cute like that. So, do you actually like having expectations placed on you? Do you like it? Go for it. Keep having it. I know that any place I've ever worked, if I had expectations placed on me, I did a shitty job. And whenever I don't have expectations placed on me, I can actually do far greater, far faster, uh, and pretty much outcreate anything I've ever done, whether that's personally with clients or if, if I'm doing a project for something. I know that I can outcreate when I have no expectations placed on me. As soon as there's expectations about how fast, how far, how long, then that, I shrink, I diminish, and I don't create. And I have friends out there that I know are like, uh, one of my most avid listeners, and I know um, that sometimes that happens for you guys too. And so I love you all, and I'm so grateful for you listening. Please stop expecting things of others and of yourself and start to just really, you know, it's not that we can totally stop, but we can definitely have more awareness of it. Stop and take the time to ask some questions about what's truly important, what you value the most and where you'd like to go with that. So I look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.